It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Here, Bar Girl Podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early podcast with the words bar and grill in the title. I'm Jeff Johnson, coming to you live from the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me from the hot desert like weather of Pennsylvania. We've got Carol. How are you doing, Carol? I'm good. I just realized I'm like, I shouldn't have said desert because it's humid as hell here. But ah, so you're, it's, it's a it's a it's a jungle light heat and the uh and the in the urban the suburban Pennsylvania yeah. area. I mean, if you would like to be constantly slapped in the face with "Be careful what you ask for," just move to Pennsylvania because you'll be like, "Man, I wish it was warmer." And the next day it'll be eighty five and unbearable outside. Yeah, at least your senator's feeling better, so that's good. Um, get a. Got a got a bone to pick with you, Carol. You've had me ruminating on something for a month. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. It didn't it didn't impact me when it happened, but then I thought about it afterwards. And last time we recorded, I don't have the episode number in front of me, but this did happen. I was taking a sip from my 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 black tea mug, and yeah. and you commented you you said something about is that just a plain black mug with no writing on it or something and then you referred to me as i don't remember if it was a sociopath or a serial killer um you said that's I the kind it? of mug a sociopath or a serial killer would have <laughs> and i've been i have no recollection of this but i am not denying that i said it <laughs> so what is it I wanted to get into this some more because I'm wondering what is it about a plain black mug of tea that would make me a a sociopath and or serial killer? I don't know. And I'm, look, I'm not denying either one. I thought I said that about the beach escapades. Well, no, I, I mean, yeah, there's the dead the dead things, but so many things. I don't know because now I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's just a black mug. See me right now thinks it's perfectly acceptable me a month ago that was a whole different person oh it's a whole different carol yes. back then okay well, well i have okay. heat now i have a better outlook on life okay so i i've been worrying about uh about what you said to me for uh all this time and it was really it was really nothing oh since <laughs> since we've since we've last uh spoke there's been another dead sea turtle so mm. uh I, I talked about that in another episode, but it, it involved two of us to haul it to the beach so it didn't wash away so that the, the, uh, be on a list. the investigators could come check it out. Um, so, oh, yeah. Have you ever, 
Mm. Have you ever done something and then noticed something and then done some research to find out? Because you kind of, uh, you're like, huh, why is that? And then you do some research and then you find out something you really didn't want to know. That seems to be like my daily thing. It's usually like, why am I like this? Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I had this today and it was, it, it, it was so, um, beyond the pale of even the normal level of depravity I'm cool with that. Uh, I don't know if I can, I don't know how much detail I can go into on the podcast, but uh, um, Natasha wanted roast beef for lunch today. Okay. okay. So I roasted her a beef, um, <laughs> roasted her, roasted her a beef. Well, um, uh, I would have taken her to Arby's, the, uh, but you do what you uh, want to no, do. No, no. I roasted her a beef, made uh, made uh, mashed potatoes. I like the potatoes with the real, leaving the peels on and mashing them in there. And, and uh, ever done that? No, it's good. Yeah. It's easy, better than peeling. Well, I've potatoes. had them, but yeah, you know. so that's my go-to. Made gravy. Um, great, Ooh, great, good. yummy, yummy meal. Lots of, lots of butter and, and, and gravy on the mashed potatoes. And, uh, but as, uh, as we're, as we're sitting down to eat before, because, you know, the thing is I, I candles every time uh, we sit down for lunch now and, and I've, I've started playing, started playing music. And so I, I have a, I go for a, I go for a, a playlist. So I got to figure out what the right playlist is for, for the meal I prepared for her. So if, if, uh, if we, we had barbecue the other day, so I had to find barbecue joint playlist and there was a bunch <laughs> of those. And, 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 and if, if I, you know, uh, I, I made, uh, made tacos. And so I had to find uh, there, there's, there are taco truck playlists, which is great. Um, really? made, well, yeah. And wow. made, uh, made, um, made, made a meatloaf because this is something else she requested, made her a meatloaf. And of course we played, Played Bad Out of Hell, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell album. Oh, oh um, that makes sense. That makes but sense. I hate Meatloaf. The food, not the The food, person. not the, yeah. You got a Par Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, best song Absolutely. ever. Um, but today I'm looking, so I just I just type in into the search on Spotify, type in uh roast beef and then and then hit oh. playlist. What oh, do you know what I Well, there were a lot of roast beef playlists. I bet it's for a very different scenario than you had. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> I'm, I was very, look, I notice things or I try to, and I noticed this seems to be a whole fuck of a lot of playlists for, for roast beef. And mm -hmm. then, then I thought, okay, there's gotta be something going on here. And then I, I opened urban dictionary <laughs> and typed in typed in roast beef um, and and i learned some slang that i didn't know before and then went on with my day and decided <laughs> i would talk about this at, 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 to some extent <laughs> in the podcast but um i thought you would share it with all of us are you familiar with the slang slightly i won't pretend that i know exactly what they're talking about but i i get the gist so I'd like to see a poll on this one. Like we should put a poll. Do you know, did you know what this playlist were? Well, regard? yeah, that'd be better than me, than me having to explain it. So um, <laughs> listen, listeners, so um, if you, if you know what the slang roast beef uh, is referring to um, without having Unless to search it, well, it. 
without having to uh, <laughs> without having to pause this podcast and and look it up, uh, I want to voicemail or text at two two eight three six three six seven three seven. Um, and if you do look it up and you're disgusted, don't blame it on me because I look. I I mention all kinds of stuff on this podcast, but it's just too too off top. Not not that I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, but just I don't. don't you know. just we have- never know. The Urban Dictionary stuff slips in. My niece sent me a meme the other day that's like, every so often a blue dog comes along to teach us how to be. And it was pictures of all like blue dogs like that got the one blue dog like from like the 70s or whatever in that cartoon. I can't remember his name at the moment. Then it had like Blue's Clues, like Blue Mm -hmm. from Blue's Clues. It had Snoop Dogg dressed all in blue. I agreed with that one. And then it had like Bluey, you know. And I sent it to a group chat that my husband was in and he immediately posted the blue dog or the blue dog, the definition from Urban Dictionary, which is apparently a blue dog is also when you light your farts on fire. So like he took that meme in a whole, whole different direction. Cool. Is that (laughs) like. Well, I like, uh, let's use that as a jumping off point into our topic, um, <laughs> because that could totally be that could totally be an example of a of a loose part. Um, you sent me a you sent me a picture the other day of a of a circular ring of dead grass, which I assume is yes. in your yard or a yard yeah. near you. No, it's um, and and you you said that it had been a it had been a very popular loose part with uh with the young humans hanging around your place and I and I thought it was worth talking about that you know there are a lot of people out there I think probably not listeners to this podcast but people who who think loose parts have to be things that are mobile they right. they they take that the word loose and and uh and in imbue it with uh the idea of mobility but loose parts right. can be stationary things like dead rings of grass in the yard oh, yeah. um and so I, I thought it'd be fun to to talk about some of those so how how did your dead ring of grass happen and what have the kids been doing with it well that's one of those things i've been meaning to send you and i was like oh finally i have a good picture of it um, it's just one of those huge, I don't know if it's a tractor tire or what it is. My husband had it for CrossFit in the backyard. He was flipping it, whatever. And then, you know, I, I tend to ruin things and his honeydew list got too long. So now it's just the favorite. I mean, the tire itself is one of the favorite loose parts sure. in the yard. The kids can't move it, but they love jumping on it, jumping off of it. Like, you know, some jumping in it, whatever. But it's when we move it, like every so often I have to move it to like cut the grass or he'll try to move uh-huh. it. So, you know, that grass isn't permanently dead underneath sure. it. And every time it gets moved and there's kids in the backyard, the, the circle that's left of dead grass always turns into something. Uh, like the one time they were chanting around it. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, OK, it's going to. What were they ch- chanting? I don't know. And I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> like that was, I was like, that's, oh, you know, troubling, but okay. Uh, I had, you know, some of the smaller kids love to run around it. Like it's a racetrack. Um, every year when school starts up, it's a very common thing in the first couple of weeks that school starts up without fail. The neighborhood kids will start playing jail every time without fail. I mean, that makes, that makes sense. They, I mean, so like, Sometimes that's the jail. Sometimes it's a force field if they're playing magic or whatever. And if you're sure. in that, then that's the force field and you can't get through it. And it it just, it turns into like 
just when I think that like, okay, well, I guess we've seen the end of what they have. They'll come up with like something else for just this simple circle on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and it's that, it's that novelty that, that makes it a loose part. I pulled up uh, Simon Nicholson's definition of loose parts from his uh, theory of loose parts article written in 1972. Um, and, you know, it's just a really short article. You can find it at playvolutionhq.com if you just go there and search loose parts. Um, but he sums it up in, in one sentence. The theory of loose parts says, quite simply, the following. In any environment, both the degree of inventiveness and creativity and the possibility of discovery are directly proportional to the number and kinds of variables in it. So loose parts don't have to be mobile. They just have to be variables things people can interact right. with and that that ring of dead grass is absolutely um one of one of those and and everything you described there from from the chanting to the force field it, i mean you can totally see visually how kids oh, get yeah. from from one place to the next with with just that simple that simple bit of dead grass um and it's like I, immediate I, when they see it too it's not like they're like it doesn't take like boredom and well, I guess we can use this. It's like, no, they stumble across the new dead <laughs> dead grass ring yeah. and they're like, oh, let's do this. And I was like, man, I wish my brain still looked like that. Where I could just <laughs> see something like that and be like, I have so many ideas. Yeah. And and so sometimes in spaces, those stationary loose parts um are are transient, kind of like your dead grass. Hopefully the grass grows back. Um, it always does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, grass is good that way. Um, uh, transient things that that are just just there for a blip. Uh, maybe maybe it's a, a dead ring of grass. Maybe it's a dead bird. Maybe it's a oh, a yeah. a dead. Oh oh, here's the sad thing. Mm, oh, talk no. about dead things on my beach. Here's a dead thing on the beach I hadn't talked about. Um, dead dead dead. Uh, apparently, mama possum on the beach a couple weeks back. Yeah, so I don't know if she'd been like in a in a river or there's a there's an island offshore ways or or somehow she ended up in the in the water and drowned. But but then 10, 15 steps up the beach at the high at the high uh high tide mark, the same way she was, but up the beach a little bit, dead baby possum. Oh, dead possum at the beach is sad, dead baby possum. Oh is God, really fun at parties really sad um i don't <laughs> i don't go to parties um mostly because i don't get anymore. invited to parties um <laughs> or ever <laughs> they did that was the other thing they went looking for frogs the other way we have like a spillway kind of like behind my neighborhood mm -hmm. and they found a dead skunk oh and delightful they, yeah they had run in like my kids went over with uh, our new little neighbor and actually, my husband went with them because the the new neighbor, the, she's not familiar with the neighborhood and she was a little bit nervous. So Mike's sure. like, well, I'll go, I'll go over with you. So they went over and they met other kids like from like around the block. And they're like, we found a dead skunk and we buried it. And my husband said, yes, they had buried it. And by that, they meant they threw dry like yard clippings over top of it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about, that sounds about right. But that was like, he's like, they were there forever, just like looking at it and like, sure. oh, yeah, loose part. And, and hopefully they remember where it is so that um, sometime in mid-August, they can go back and unbury it and see how it's changed. 
which is which is oh, i'm uh, sure one of those kids is checking on the, on the daily i'm sure oh sure i oh oh here's a gross story um back in back in our family child care days um i ended up with a pig head um or hog head somebody had a barbecue or something i was something. gonna say from a barbecue yeah. From a yeah. pig roast. That's the word. And, and 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 knew that I would want the skull, right? And because you know people are kind that way, and um, so I wrapped it in in like chicken wire, and just buried it in the bottom of my compost pile. But of course, the kids knew about it, and then so every couple of weeks we would we would unbury it and see see how much defleshing had uh, had taken place place by all the little creepy crawlies and. Uh, and the oh. decomposition process. And so that was a very fun, stemmy, um, loose parts. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a mobile loose parts. Uh, a dead, a dead hog's head is kind of mobile. Um, yeah, you could compost, carry, compost. I don't suggest carrying it around, but I well, suppose sure. But if it's, it's a lot easier if it's wrapped in chicken wire, um, compost pile may, I don't know if that, it, where, if that fits in as a mobile or stationary loose part, but it, it definitely is a loose part. Um, I would say. Yeah. There's there's so much exploration that can go go on with that, um, and I was thinking besides the the kind of transient things the the dead grass and the uh, the crop circles or the alien crop <laughs> circles or whatever I'm you've got going for on in your one backyard, to... <laughs> um, <laughs> the chanting circle that'd be that'd be great. Oh, the kids would love that. Um, are are the more the more stationary things? I mean, uh, trees or oh, yeah. the slide or the swing set all can be loose parts they become that that kind of anchor place for for play to to jump off at yeah i always laugh because um at the center i used to work at um outside of the front doors there was like this big boulder there and -hmm. then you go down the little hill into the the playground but most kids would run to that huge rock before they would run down to the playground and there were certain kids who just had an absolute fascination with this huge boulder and I mean, and um, my older one was she always had to come out and stand on it. Like, and a lot of yeah. times she'd do it at the beginning of her day and at the end of her day. It was like her <laughs> anchor point. And it was like, and there was always kids like crawling all over it and like jumping off it and rolling down the hill. And people are like, oh, don't do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, God forbid the kid is jumping and rolling down a hill. How, how dare they? I know. <laughs> I know. Let's have a big rock to anchor, uh, to bookmark uh, the beginning yeah, and ending of dad. your day. That's um, why I would take her pictures too for the beginning of the year and the end of the year. Always on oh the yeah, rock. sure. Big rocks are are, are great for uh, for for that. Um, and then I, I was thinking after you messaged about this, uh, down down on our on our hunk of beach, there is there is kind of this semi stationary loose part. There's a there's a you know you know beach. It's just kind of la 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 that la beach. But there's this one place where there's kind of this this little um, sandy peninsula, kind of a sandbar thing, because the oh. the the current moves is is coming from two different directions, and so it it piles up the sand there. And I, I've been keeping an eye on it, and that is is where where people are drawn to to when the, when when. When amateur beachgoers, not professional beach guys like me, well, but amateur, like yeah, amateur beachgoers, um, you're show too up busy to, finding dead animals. Okay? <laughs> finding dead animals and, and and other interesting things at the beach. Um, 
they they tend they they set up there because I, I think the water is moving more interesting. There's the there's this uh even when the the tide is in, um it's it's shallow there, so you can walk out and you can feel like you're walking on water a little bit. And so oh, yeah. that kind of becomes an anchor point, a loose part for people that are that are visiting visiting that hunk of beach, um, which is kind of like kind of interesting. Being a kid, like the best days ever at the beach where, what are they called? They have an actual name. I don't know what it is. But when those like pools form like up onto the beach, mm -hmm. it's almost like a mini pond, like for whatever reason, like it got dug out and the water just settled there. A tidal and anything, pool? Sure, if that's what they're called. All I know is they were crazy fun. As even when, sure. like when I was a kid, you were like, yes, because not yeah. only was it warm water that was shallow now, mm -hmm. like in a different spot, but stuff always got trapped in it. You know what I mean? There was always something floating around in there. You're like, oh, look at this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <fish here. laughs> you know? and, and, and I've been keeping an eye. Oh, look, I've been keeping an eye. I keep an eye on a lot of things on the beach because, you know, <laughs> what else is beach guy going to do? Um, the 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 seabirds even even like those those little puddles as I, you, we can call them puddles, too, I think. Puddles, um, yeah. <laughs> beach puddles beach Sometimes puddles they get I think that's big. Technical. yeah that's a beach big beach puddle um the, the the seabirds even even like those i don't know if they like waiting in the uh the warm water or uh or if there's there's just yummy stuff to eat trapped in there but they they really like hanging out of those as much as as much as the humans do so that's kind of it was always a good neat. time because then you can go the next day and it'll be gone you're like oh man yeah and then you're, you're heartbroken because your oh. your transitory loose part went away uh yeah. What am I, who took my loose part? I was playing with that seaweed in it. Bring it back. <laughs> you know? So, so even it, loose parts is, is it's more than than shells and pine cones. It's the I mean, yeah. if if you've got a playhouse out in your out in your your play area, that is a that is a variable in the environment the kids can can interact with. And and so one way we can keep our environments a little bit fresher is to to pay a or at least maybe not fresher, more engaging is to to pay attention to the kind of um, larger, more stationary, loose parts we're letting kids interact with. Because what happens a lot of times is kids will, those things will exist and then adults will do everything they can to make that loose part less loose. If it's a slide, we create all kinds of rules about how kids right. can interact with the slide. And if it's a tree, there's all kinds of rules about about how to interact with the tree. And if it if you if you set up a tent on the on the playground and stake it in, and and there's there's rules about what can happen in the tent and who can be in the tent and how many can people get in the tent at one time, and on and on it goes. And and so a lot of times adults make those loose parts less loose with the with the rules that they create around them. Yeah, I think especially with playhouses, people get very nervous. If you can't see into them, you can't see everything going on. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, well, what's happening in there? Um, we have a playhouse. Um, my husband built our swing set structure. And there's a very big, like, closed-in portion on the bottom. And then, like, above it is, like, an, an open one. He wanted it to be big enough that he could play with them in and that it would last them a long time. Sure. Whatever. So, I mean, at the bottom part, we have like a little table in there and chairs. It's very cute because a couple times a year, like the neighbor kids would come and like sweep it out real good, <laughs> whatever. But the only rules are you can't lock someone in there if they don't want to be locked in there. If somebody uh -huh. says like, let me out, you have to let them out. And um, you can't tell people they can't be in there. 
But other no than boy, that, you can't can't put up a no boys allowed sign. Well, we have a thing like a lot of kids will be in there and just be like, "This is my house now. Get out." Oh. You know, like, oh. <laughs> and it's like, no. And they're like, and then we will have conversations about like, and it comes down to that person isn't comfortable with that many people in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well then that's good that you know what you're comfortable with and what you're not. But if you are uncomfortable, that it is up to you to remove yourself. You cannot kick the other three people out of the playhouse. You can you can go sit in that ring where the tire was, where yeah. you can sit in the middle of the dead grass and pretend like you're in a in a hologram. Um Exactly. It's, it's like, and if you feel like it's too many people, try upstairs. It's not closed in. See if that feels any better for you. Okay, yeah. so we'll go up there. But it's not, you know, some people are like, well, you can't take it that in there. You can't take this in there. It's like, I, I don't really care what you take in there. It's like, whatever. Just it's as long as everyone's consenting. Sure. And there's no hazards, then it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the people are like, well, I need to see in there. You got only two people in there. It's like, I don't care if you fit 40 people in there. If everyone in there is okay with it, fine. That that I mean, that sounds like a like a, a fun video to make. How many kids can you How fit in the playhouse? It's a pretty there's big something, one. Probably there's that. something for you to do on the uh, social media this summer with uh with kids. You can just there you go. Just line up forty or fifty of them and cram them in there like sardines. That won't set off any red flags at all. Nah, nah, sure. Is, is there you like a window that they crawl out? out? They you keep... just have kids. Kids keep going in, but they're also going out a window in the back, so you can't see them. Well, we have a spot open in the back, basically for air circulation, but the windows don't open. Oh, yeah. So. I bet a kid could figure that out. Um, so, so listeners, loose parts don't have to be mobile. That's, I mean, that's this could have been a very short episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that could have been an email. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Have to, sorry about that, listeners. Um, I we got to dig into this. So, how often does uh, how often does your he-man husband get to go out and flip his his giant tire? Uh, not much anymore. Not really at all. And even if he had time, there would probably be a kid playing on it. So he's not about to kick them Your off. Your kid of it, goes so. flying. <laughs> yeah. That would be uh, that would be horrible. Um, the other thing I've got in my notes to check up on: last time we recorded, you were going on a on an extended romantic vacation <gasps> weekend with your oh hubby. Oh my god! That um, was. I think the listeners are going to want an up update on on that. Was it was it fun? Was it romantic? Well, the update on that is we will be doing it quarterly. Oh, good. <laughs> it was good. It was a wild experience for me, but I liked it. How how did you handle being away from? That was like the first time away from the girls in forever, right? Yeah. Well, when I mean, they really... like not respond to my texts for some amount of time, I figured they were fine. <laughs> they were busy, so you know it was. Yeah, they were. It was barely a blip on their radar, uh-huh. you know, because they were with their grandparents and where sure. they get to do whatever. And so it was they were really fine. And when we got back, I said to them, I said, listen, was that was that OK? Would it be OK with you if I if we did that every couple months? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, like oh, okay. so glad I worried. But... <laughs> they're like, let me pack your bags. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, OK, whatever. Bye. <laughs> Well, good, good. That'll that'll be good for everybody. It's good for them to 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 have that experience, um, and it's it's absolutely good for for you guys to get away once in a while. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I think he he probably not has hasn't had like me as myself 
mm-hmm. like for some time. So it was, it was interesting and it was lovely and we'll be doing it more often. Great. Hey, listeners, make some time for a little getaway with your uh, sweetie pie. Uh, Do it. Might be, might be a, a trip out to the yard to experience a loose part. Might be a, a trip out of town, you know. Um, Go you know, flip a tire. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Turn on one of those roast beef playlists and uh, <laughs> have yourself a time. Um, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast with the words bar and grill in the title. Um, zip on over to uh, playvolutionhq.com if you're looking for early learning resources. You can check out my new my new thing I'm playing with at uh, explorationsearlylearning.com slash playhaven. If you're, you know, we're we're playing with the idea of a community of practice there. Um, I'm going to, I've committed to having it up and running for a year. We'll see if people use it. Um, but it's uh, just see one of those new happens. things we're, new things we're trying. Um, and you can always reach out at 228-363-6737 with questions, comments, concerns, uh, weird things you find on Urban Dictionary or, or anything <laughs> else you think should come up on the podcast. Or look, you can totally uh, 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 hit me up with a message that says, hey, don't talk about blah, 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 whatever more. Like, uh, hey, no more loose parts talk. Um, and I'll consider it. You know, we'll it take worked it into for consideration. Pam, though, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we hardly ever talk about poop anymore, do we, Pam? Um, this is like that's like the first time the word poop has come up in like five or six episodes, I think. Um, final thoughts before we wrap this up, Carol? No, <laughs> I'm always full of just ending wisdom. Not a thanks. Thing. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.